Well, hello. Welcome to another episode of Destiny Midweek. I'm Mark Bell, and I'm here with Matt Bell and a very special guest all the way from Osaka, Japan. We've got Bobby Sayer. Thanks for including me in the podcast this week. Yeah, you're welcome. We're glad to have you. Welcome. It's a real honor. So we were just recording, and we had the recording light on, and we heard a knock on the door, and uh, Bobby came up here, so that's not true. But we have Bob. Bobby's here visiting from Japan, and um, Bobby, do you want to just tell us what you're doing, why you're here, what's going on? I think I'm the first repeat guest on this podcast. You are. The last time that you would have heard from me, the fans may remember... <laughs> Was in Matt's uh, hotel room, hotel, <laughs> hotel room in Osaka, and he was just getting ready to go to the airport. And it's great to be back. We're here visiting our church family in San Antonio, Texas. My wife is very pregnant, so I'm probably not a good husband dragging her around the country. She's great with child. Yes. So wh- why you're here to have the baby, right? Yes. And her due date is? Her due date is January 26th, which is right on top of our missions conference. Perfect timing. Light Your World 2020 here at the church. We have never missed a missions conference in our lives. And this is going to be the first one we're going to miss because of the baby. Right. But we wanted to connect with our church family and visit a few churches when we had the opportunity. So the reason you got to come over now is because you can't travel and fly close to the due date. Right. She flew at eight months pregnant, which I think is pretty good, but we didn't want to push the envelope too much. Yeah. I just read a news story the other day about a lady who had a baby on a plane. Wow. She was nine months pregnant. Wow. And it's like, well, what do you expect? You know, that's crazy. Pressurized cabin and things start moving. And if they named the baby jet, I think they named the baby Sky. Sky. Wow. So. Or Peanut. Did you have a good Thanksgiving, Matt? Landing gear. Matt, how was your Thanksgiving? It was good. Had a great Thanksgiving. Ate some good turkey. Had a wonderful time with family. Enjoyed God's blessings. It was wonderful. Wonderful time. It's good. How about you? Oh, man, it was great. We were at. How was that turkey? A little dry? It wasn't too dry. I had tofurkey. (laughs) <laughs> which is tofu turkey okay. first time i ever had it it was interesting a little salty but it was all right we were at the beach south padre island it was a great time never been at the beach on thanksgiving wow. first time there waves were great water was cold sand was nice so you kind of did like a thanksgiving with the cranks kind of thing you didn't observe the you know that movie christmas with the cranks i do know the movie they don't do christmas so you like kind of didn't do Thanksgiving like you Why went didn't to the I beach. Do, okay. Like but they we were going to go on a cruise. We still had like the dinner And though. you didn't eat turkey. We were with you family. You ate tofu. Though. Okay. Yeah, sure. So Thanksgiving In, Anything that cranks. can make me more like Tim Allen, I'm, I'm on board. So did you eat tofurkey on the beach? Not not on the beach. I was in a, in a room. Could have got a little sandy. Bob, were you in, in the States for Thanksgiving? Yes. We got back to the States right before Thanksgiving, so we had 
a great dinner with my mom's side of the family. And there were about 40 or 50 of us gathered together. Jeez, oh man. In, in one house? 10 brothers and sisters. Wow. So it was in one house, yeah. Jeez. But it, it was kind of a big house. That's cool. Did you host Thanksgiving this year, Matt? Pastor we Matt? We did host, and you know, wow. Mark would have been invited to come over if he hadn't you know, boycotted Thanksgiving and gone to the beach. Mm-hmm. But So how was it carving the turkey? You know, uh, I didn't carve it. I didn't cook it. Mm. I just ate it. Wow. And it was it was great. It was, cool. it was great. I had a great time. With Have family. you ever carved a turkey before? I, I maybe maybe once. I can't remember. I think I've I think I've cut into a turkey. I remember it being super hot. Mm. Like I burned my fingers when I was trying to grab the bird. Mm-hmm. So like I have that memory. So I think I must have done it at least once. Yeah, I think I started doing it one time, and Mom just took the whatever the chainsaw or whatever it was from me. It was the like machete. Yeah, you're done. <laughs> Bob, so I tried ever, one time. You ever carved a turkey, Bob? I've never carved a turkey. Never. So we're in, we're in Romans chapter 8. Yes. And uh, we're getting close to the end of the series. Yeah, it was second to last, right? It was. Next week is the last week. Grand and finale. So, Bob, what do you think about Romans chapter 8, since we have you here on the on the podcast? Well, I agree with you. I think it's mm. one of the best chapters in the Bible. I just well, wanna, so wait. I just want to clarify for those listening mm-hmm. that when Bob said he agreed with you, he was looking at me. That's right. Okay. But I, he, he said, clarifying. I need to clarify though. He said, I agree with you that it is one of the best. So, so in, Bob, that, in that, I think he's more agreeing with me because I think it's one of the best, whereas you think it is the best. So Bob, I'm going to give you an, an opportunity to clarify Mark's clarify. Do you think it's one of the best, or do you think it's the best chapter in the Bible? I've always said, even before this sermon series, that I think Romans is the best book in the Bible. And I don't know if I could a thousand percent say mm-hmm. that I just chapter need 100%. eight is my favorite, but I can see, you know, that that's the meat. That's where a lot of it really takes place so okay what would you say is the best chapter in romans i mean i think as a whole mm-hmm. it's a great book and it's written but of all the to chapters, be read as a book of all 16 chapters in romans mm. which do you think is the best chapter oh probably chapter <laughs> maybe chapter three mm interesting really <laughs> but you know what's interesting all have, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god right yeah okay when paul was writing these letters he wasn't writing in chapters and verses what then are That's we true. jews any better off not at all so none is righteous no not one so to say that one chapter is better than the other it really doesn't matter because if you ask paul what's your favorite chapter in romans he wouldn't even know what you're talking about and he's the one who wrote it i i understand all of that but we do have chapters and verses we do so i just don't think it's a hill to die on it's certainly not i'm not gonna no nobody i don't know of anybody who's ever died on that hill 
I'm just trying to get a little clarity. Right. And I think we got the clarity that Bobby was agreeing with me that it is one of the best chapters in the Bible. What, what would you guys say is maybe another one of the best chapters in the Bible? Bobby? Well, Psalm 23 okay. or Psalm 100, okay. maybe. Psalm 100, that's a great, that's a great Psalm. Yeah. Psalm 119 is also really good. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But theologically, mm. you know, it's it's hard to argue with Romans chapter 8. It is hard to argue. I would agree with that. So now that we've established what the best chapter in the Bible is, okay, Romans chapter 8, by far, far and away. Sure. Okay. Pound for pound, there's no other chapter as great or assuring or theologically comforting as Romans chapter 8. How much of uh, the sermon series have you listened to while you've been in Japan? Well, when I don't get a chance to listen to the message, I always listen to Destiny midweek because I like to hear the breakdowns of the message. A little bit of a deeper dive, would you say? It's a deeper dive, Mm -hmm. really get. Kind of just digging in? Just get in deep and find out you know, what it's really about. So, but yeah, and we also listen to the messages as much as we can. So pretty much none of them. Is that a fair assessment? No, we have. We've listened to at least two of them. All right. Good. That's pretty good. That's great. So two weeks ago, you went over Romans eight twenty eight, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose, and I think you said that that was your favorite I think verse that's, out I think of this chapter. Favorite right? verse in the whole Bible, honestly. Like, if I had a life verse, that would be my life verse. Now, I to be transparent, I haven't gone back and listened to that sermon yet. That's okay. I, we we all know that you're up here working with the kids. Yeah, it's great. Thank you. But for for though we know for those who love God, all things work together for good. So did you clarify that? Because a lot of people might say like, oh, I love God. Did you really dive into who that's talking about? Yeah, it's talking about, it's talking about people who are born again, right? I mean, why would he, that's what he's been talking about this whole time in, in Romans chapter eight. Those who live according to the spirit, not walk according to the flesh. So he's been talking about people who are, you know, real, true, genuine, born again believers this whole time. And so he says, for those who love God and who are called according to his purpose, that God is working all things together in our lives, all things, everything, not leaving anything out for our, our good. Yeah, I clarified that. Great. The, the who is he talking about? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I, try, I try and clarify that every week. I clarified that again this week. Yeah, so this week you're in verses 31 through 34. Uh, that Yep, that's correct. And what was the uh, big takeaway? So the big takeaway this week is that God is on our side, that God is for us, that he is not against us. And because he is for us, then no one can be against us. And just talking about wh- how, how we need to live with that mentality. We need to live every day with the mentality that because God is in our corner, he's on our side, that, that no one can be successfully against us. 
No, every weapon formed against us will not prosper because he is victorious and he's on our side. All-powerful, king of kings, lord of lords. So it, it changes the way we, we see the world and, and the events of our lives. That's great because I think a lot of times when we hear that verse, you know, we put it on a plaque or something, but really getting what that is really talking about in context in Romans 8 is really, is really good to hear. And, and, and I went into the us, who is the us, if God is for us. And again, it's talking about those who love God, who are called according to his purpose, those who are born again, filled with God's spirit, not living according to the flesh, living according to the spirit. And if that's you, like God is, God is for you. He, he is working for your benefit. And Even in this life, is he doing that? Of course. Because this, this life is leading into the next, right? Um, a lot of times people think that God is against them. That, that they've, because of their performance and their lack of, or lack thereof. Or their past. Or their past. What they've done. That God is not for them. But if you are one of his kids, if you are one of his people, absolutely God is for you. And, and it goes into talking about how then no one can bring an accusation or charge or, or condemnation or can condemn us because Jesus is the one who has saved us. And now Jesus stands at the right hand of the Father interceding for us, standing in the gap on our behalf so that when Satan tries to bring accusation against us, the Father never even hears it because Jesus is standing in the way, interceding for us. So we let our conscience a lot of times get in the way of our relationship with God because, you know, we do still fall short. We do still sin and we feel that we're not welcomed into God's presence because of those things. But here Paul is saying God is for us. God saved us. Jesus is interceding for us. No condemnation, no accusation, no charge against us can stand because of the work of Christ in our lives. And that's great and wonderful and glorious. And that is what the big takeaway was this week. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's getting that whole big picture is really helpful because I, I know a lot of people and, and have people asking for prayer a lot when they're really struggling at the workplace. They feel like their managers or their bosses are out to get them or you know, they're against them and coworkers they don't get along with. And so having this whole big picture is really helpful that, yeah, they may, in a way they may be against you, but ultimately the God that you serve, the God who saved you is on your side and his desire is for all things to work for your good. I think really understanding that can help you in those times when things aren't going exactly how you wish they would yeah so i i I mean like i said romans 8 28 is probably one of my favorite verses and i came away after last week and this week again with just this renewed sense of god's sovereignty his providence and that because of those things he will work everything all things the good the bad the ugly if it's in my life it's going to be good for me God will work it for my good. Even if I don't understand it, even if I can't possibly see how this can work for my good, 
that the promise of scripture that is so clear and so easy to understand is that he will work it for my good. So I think what I hear you saying is life for Christians is not random, but even the details of our life are orchestrated and directed by God. And sometimes we feel like, hey, this is just something that we go through as humans. But as Christians, we can look to God and know that he is looking out for us and watching over us. Yeah. That's like one of the perks. And God's God's definition of our good a lot of times is different than what our definition might be. Sure. I mean, what, what we want for ourselves is, is comfort, ease, security, things that would take the pressure off. But the good that God is after is Romans 8.29, that we would all be conformed to the image of his son Christ, and growth comes through hardship, difficulty, sometimes suffering. But ultimately, it will be for our good. And the way you know that is when you can stand on the other side and look back and say, I, I did not enjoy going through that, but I'm glad that I did because look at what God has done in my life. And, and that's how you can know. And so I've been through stuff. I, I didn't enjoy going through it. But looking back now, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I did go through it because of what God produced in my life. That's why James says that the the testing of our faith, maybe it's Peter, but the testing of our faith will be more precious to us than gold. Like the stuff I've been through and and who I am because of having gone through it, you could not pay me enough money to take that away from me. Like it's more precious to me than gold. Wouldn't you say so, Bobby? I think so. I think you're right. And... Do you think that Christians possibly suffer more than those who are not Christians? 100% in this life. That's why Paul says, if in Christ we only have hope in this life, we're to be the most pitied of all men because look at our lives now. Like our hope is in the life to come and whatever we have to go through to get us ready for that life to come, then it's worth it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Satan's Satan's not tormenting the people that he has right where he wants them. Right. Yeah. So, so Jesus says that the, the path to destruction is broad and easy and that many people find it, but the path to eternal life is narrow and hard and few find it. So the temptation is to avoid suffering yeah in our flesh and to live a comfortable life right but i mean you i mean you've you've obviously had to fight that temptation and overcome it because you sold everything you had and moved to another country to follow god's call in your life right that and wasn't easy or comfortable i don't know about all missionaries but i think sometimes there's even a temptation when i come to america to see all the comforts and I want that. I go to Target and there's like a hundred different cereals. <laughs> and then in Japan there's no cereal. And it's like this is 
amazing. And that's what April's been saying too. But there's something that God has called us to do that's more important than cereal. Right. Even is. And that's sushi bar on a little escalator or a little right. <laughs> little uh, treadmill. That Which comes for out. some people might be great, but for my wife, she can't stand sushi or seafood. Right. So, so for she'd her, rather have Cheerios. It's like hell for her. Okay. Yeah. So, right. But I mean, you know, all joking aside, I mean, you, to, to follow God's call, whether it's to be a missionary or to be who he's called you to be in San Antonio or wherever you are, you're going to have to say no to the desires of the flesh at some level. And you're going to have to say yes to things that are uncomfortable that, that lead you out of just security and safety. Right. It's a walk of faith, right? Yeah. And I, I think for me overall, that's why Romans eight is so great is because Paul really lays out, what that looks like living that life in the spirit, rejecting the flesh. He doesn't sugarcoat it. He says it's going to be hard. There's going to be suffering, but the promise that the promise of what is to come far outweighs anything that we have to put up with here. It's not even worth comparing to what we will receive. So before we get to the question this Mm -hmm. week, Bobby, the name of this podcast is Destiny Midweek. What do you think about that name? Is that the name? So that's what we're calling it. Oh, okay. That's the first time we've said that. No, I think we said we were going to just ride this out. Oh, really? At least I thought we did. Anyway, we're calling this Destiny Midweek. Breaking news. Yeah. What do you think about that name? Well, we're already into season three, right? Yeah, this is season three. And... I've been saying since episode one, you can interview my family members to mm. verify this. We will. That I love the name Destiny Midweek. Oh. Wow. And I don't know who came up with that, but I really like it. I don't know why. Okay. I think it's because it gives you like a connection point with your church through the week. Yeah. You know. Well. And it's just... I like it has a nice ring to it. It's specific mm. yet generic. Mm-hmm. And I really like that. That means a lot coming from you. Uh, if you don't know, Bobby has a podcast of his own. It's with called some very catchy branding. Yeah, it's called Church and Coffee with Friends. Right? Church plus coffee <laughs> with friends. Church plus coffee with friends equals friends. You could say that, mm. you know, but it's really with friends. Now, Bobby, real quick, before we get to the question, I just want to say I'm a little I'm a little jealous because I think you you probably have about 10 times the listeners that we do on our podcast. So No, I don't think so. He's I, going after a more broad audience though. That's true. That's true. He's he, reaching the whole world. He's we're going for we're a really wide audience. We're we're, we're really focused on our people. Yeah. So I'm not jealous. I take that back. Which I like that. And I'm not trying to be like this big global brand. I wouldn't trade our our audience for his. I think we have better better quality people. (laughs) Yeah, we have a lot of people in Montana listening Mm, to us. And they 
they they farm. How do they even get podcasts in Montana? Can you download they it have over like dial-up? Satellite phone that they. Mm. I don't know if you like can, sent them a tape in the mm. mail and. Yeah, well, it's that's request only. Okay, just for our Montana listeners. But yes, actually, we have a new episode coming out this Thursday. Oh, great! So if anyone wants to listen, you're welcome to Shameless join. this plug. But I want to say free advertisement right here. This podcast right here is one of my favorite podcasts. And when I'm in the gym or going throughout life, this gives me the boost I need. So what would you say are some of your other favorite podcasts? I listen to some podcast about Apple products. Oh, really? Joel Osteen is another one. Does he talk about Apple products? Um, he, he talks talk about, about Jesus. Um, he talks about really going after what you want and, mm-hmm. you know, crucifying the flesh, satisfying yourself. <laughs> Do you really listen to Joel Osteen's podcast? Yeah. When I need like a, a boost a or boost. A, a smile, then I, so what other, to him. what other heretics do you listen to? I mean, what mm. other uh, podcast do you listen to? Um, Craig Groeschel okay. leader, leadership oh, podcast, yeah. which I think you originally recommended to That's me. Solid. Yeah. It's a good podcast. Cool. That's great. Well, do we have, do we have any questions? This we week? do. We have a question from Lisa J. Oh, repeat, repeat question. Ask her question. Submitter. Yeah, thank you so much, Which is Lisa. great. That that must mean that she was satisfied with the answer you had to the last one that she yeah. came back. That's great. That's what we like to see or read here at Destiny Midweek HQ. So it says, "Hi, Pastor Matt and Pastor Mark. Hope you both had Hello. a good Thanksgiving. I'm still struggling with predestination. Still." We- we talked about this a little bit in our community group meeting last week and discussed that this may be one of those things that we won't understand until we get to the kingdom of heaven. In discussing Romans 8, 31 through 34 this week, Pastor Matt talked about the lies the enemy tells us to try to get us to think God is against us. He used the example of the first lie ever told to Eve by the serpent in the garden. Is our whole existence predestined so we are capable of being near the glory of God? God created man, then he created the tree of good and evil, then he created woman, then he created the serpent. Is this all an example of predestination? Of course he knew they'd eat of the tree. 2 Corinthians 3.18 talks about how we are being transformed into the spirit. In Exodus 33:20, God tells Moses that we couldn't see his face and live because his glory is so great. Is God simply trying to create and transform and mature his children to be capable to live with him in the new earth? Thank you, Lisa. What do you think, Bobby? Well, this is such an important question that I hate to take any of your thunder what do you think about predestination that's something i've been meditating on a lot in recent times really because it's kind of scary and 
What what's scary about it? I like to be in control. Mm. Oh, okay. I like to make my own destiny. And I think I'm starting to realize that How's that working out for you? That's out of my hands. Yeah, right. It is. Seeing as I'm sitting here breathing today and was created out of nothing. I'm not the one who did that. God did that. So I guess if he can make me, he can shape my future as well. Right. And that shouldn't be scary for us because God is good. Right. So whatever future he would shape for us would have to be good. So it should be like the most comforting thing in the whole wide world. So Lisa says she's struggling with predestination. Welcome to being a Christian. If you're a Christian who's read the Bible and you've paid attention, this whole idea of being called, being chosen, being predestined, being elected. What does all of this mean? How does it all play out? There's a lot of questions that we, like like you talked about in your community group, there's a lot of things that we, we, we just don't know how it all works together. And what we have to be careful of, though, is that whatever we think about it, it has to be biblical. We, we have to base our understanding about what, what is being talked about. It has to be based on what the Bible says not just on what we would hope would be true or what we would like to be true or how we would like to think about God. And well, if this is true, then that makes God this. Well, no, God's word says that he's this. And so we, we have to be very careful that whatever we think about this, that it is, it is biblical. Um, the, the way you wrapped up your question was, is God simply trying to create and transform or mature his children to be capable to live with him in the new heavens and the new earth? And I would say yes. Yes, that is absolutely what God is up to. He is perfecting his bride. Uh, in I can't remember where it is, but it says that Jesus is coming back for a bride without spot or wrinkle, without blemish. And so through the tests and the trials and the tribulation of life, God is preparing for himself a people to be with him who are perfect, that he is perfecting us through this. So yes, that is definitely part of what it means to be predestined. And and that is where um, he goes in Romans 8, is that those whom he foreknew, he also predestined, and those whom he predestined, he also called, and those whom he called, he also justified and those whom he justified he also glorified and so it starts in eternity past with foreknowledge and it moves all the way from you know outside of time and space and eternity through time and space where we live now all the way carrying god's plan and purpose to beyond time and space and eternity future where we are together with god forever um what I thought was interesting was how you brought up that uh, Moses couldn't see God's face because uh, he couldn't see God's glory and live. But what's interesting is that Adam and Eve in the garden would walk with God, right? So they were able to experience God's presence in a way that we are not because 
they were without sin. And so now in our sinful state, if we were exposed to God's full, who he is in totality, we would be consumed because of his holiness. And we, we can't stand, sin cannot stand in the presence of a holy God. So what God is doing through our lives is he is progressively making us more like Christ, removing sin, becoming more holy, and yes, preparing us for when we will be with him forever. Does that make sense? It does to me. Yes. Yeah, it makes sense. But I think you're right. It's something as Christians that we struggle with. I mean, when I, when I, I don't struggle with it anymore. Um, I have just resigned to, I'm going to believe what the Bible says and I'm not going to fight that. And, uh, if, if there's something in the Bible that I don't like, then there's a problem with me, not a problem with the Bible. And so I need to wrestle through that in prayer until I am changed my heart is changed and my heart is in love and aligned with God and his word. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's great. I mean, there's a lot that you could go into with predestination. Uh, and it's, it's hard to, um, I, I think those are things that are better conversationally than even from the pulpit, because there, there's so many different places and questions that people could have. And you don't really know if you're addressing them unless there's some back and forth. And so you could be answering a question on this issue because it is so vast and so deep and has so many implications from everything to how are we saved to what it's going to look like when we're finally saved. I mean, it, it, it's all encompassing. So these are things that are better, I think, with one-on-one or small group conversations than from the pulpit or even in a large teaching setting. But I do think they are important conversations to have. I think if there is a, a a topic or a subject in the Bible that appears a lot and it's there for a reason. And so I don't I don't think we as Christians should see that and say, Oh, I don't I don't really get that or I don't understand it, so I'm just not even gonna think about it. I think it is good to, like you said, wrestle with it and have an understanding and a viewpoint on what you think about it. So it is good to have those conversations. I do just want to say that the decisions that we make matter, that we do have the ability to choose things for ourselves and set the course of our life. And we can either do it in accordance with God and his will and his word, or we can rebel against that and that that is real. So I don't want to just say, well, everything is predestined and whatever's going to happen is going to happen and I can just do whatever I want because I was going to do it anyway. I I think that's the totally, I think that that is not being a faithful Christian and that we need to understand that the events of our lives do matter. They're incredibly important. They have implications for our lives today and our lives in eternity and other people's lives in eternity. And so we need to take God, his nature, character, and his word very seriously and endeavor every single day to do our best to live faithfully as his people. Yeah, that was a great question because that's something I think about when reading Romans as well. Something I wrestle with. Great. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Bobby. Wow, that was 
so quick. It was, it was an honor to have you here in the studio today. Hopefully when I'm in Japan, you'll maybe let me hop behind a microphone with you. Yes, of course. That's, I don't have a bucket list, but if I did, that would be number one on my bucket list. Yeah. If people want to, if people want to find out more about what you're doing and the work, how can they get in contact with you or, or see what you're doing? Well, if you want to, you can go to our website at tellingasia.com and we have an email sign up that you can receive some updates from us and some information on some Christmas things that we're doing. But we would love to be friends with you. Yeah, and before we go, I just want to remind everybody that tonight, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, tonight, December the 4th, we have a prayer night, worship and prayer night at the church on the first Wednesday of the month. So come on out and join us. We'll also have youth ministry going for uh, the young people as well at the Hill. And so come join us Wednesday tonight. If you're listening on Wednesday, we'd love to connect with you there. Are you going to be there, Bobby? Well, I'm supposed to be. Oh, you're going to be in youth, right? Yeah. Sharing a few words with the youth. So if you've got some youth, yeah, I hope you can yeah, come out. bring them out. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be great. So, okay. Hope to see you then. Well, that's going to do it for Destiny Midweek. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Talk to you soon.